Hey everyone, it's Paul Ward here and welcome to another 15 minutes. I'm very excited today. We've got a special guest, Jan Hewling with Project Understanding. Jan, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Paul. Absolutely. And your official title is you're the Chief Operating Officer. Is that correct? Yes, sir. <laughs> and how long have you been with uh, Project Understanding and what and what do they do? Well, I was with Project Understanding as a board member. I, I had six years, my, my terms. You have two, three-year terms if you're elected to come back. Um, my last term was president and um, and we went through a lot of changes, a lot of changes. What we do is we um, feed anyone that's hungry. We don't actually serve food uh, at, at our area, but we supply food to subsidize your food for one week. So you can come through our pantry line once a week and, and get food. We also have um, homeless to home and um, homeless prevention. We find it better for our community if we can keep people in their homes opposed to getting them off the streets when they're already out there. It's a little bit different. And then we also have tutoring sites because education is the number one importance. Mm -hmm. and, and, the, and the face of homelessness has changed. Is that correct? It's not your typical, you know, I, I don't want to say bum or hobo, but yeah, the face of homelessness is, has changed. Yes, it is. It's changed a lot. It's um, families, mm -hmm. uh, mothers with children, fathers with children. And the, a lot of the problem is, is that there's not very many shelters that families can go into. Mm -hmm. So instead of separating their family, they're all going to be together in the car, wherever they have to be, because they don't want to. They, they don't want to separate themselves from their family. Right. You know, there is a, a certain areas that will ha allow you to have um, a parent and a child, but the child has to be under 13. So there's a lot of iffy things there. So the family would prefer to be on homeless on the streets. Wow. And so with Project Understanding, you're, you're providing food, you're pro providing education. Mm -hmm. um, you're a, a nonprofit, right? Kind of. Yes, we're a 5013C since 1977. We actually started in a garage on the avenue making sack lunches for people that were hungry, the homeless that were hungry. In, in Ventura. In Ventura, yes, I'm sorry. So one one person just said, hey, there's a problem here. I'm going to make lunches days and, yeah. and feed the homeless people. And, and the word got out and uh, they we would grew. show up in the garage and, and get, yeah. a, get a lunch. Yep, we grew and grew and grew and grew. Wow. And how many people are you serving now? Well, it's crazy. Uh, uh, under five years ago, we were serving about 250, 300 people a month in our pantry. Wow. Uh, last month, uh, we served a little over 5,000. Well, that's incredible. That's a big yes. that's a big jump from going from a garage, just serving a few people to yes, 5,000. Yeah, it's crazy. We um, we serve Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from nine nine to twelve, and we are packed from nine to twelve. Wow, and and it also shows you just how acute the problem is and how much it's grown. Right, it has, it has, and people always, always, always judge a person by their vehicle or whatever. Mm -hmm. But you have to understand that maybe that's all they have. Right. They may have a beautiful car, but that is all they have. They, they don't have rent to live anywhere. Mm -hmm. And with the rental prices here in Ventura County, it's difficult not to have 400 people in your home to afford the rent. Right. 
right? So they're they're pack they're packing them in to pay, make that make that payment. Exactly, exactly. And um, I mean, you've been you've been involved in this in this cause for many years. What what is the what are the primary reasons why people become homeless? Well, there's a, a lot of reasons, you know, uh, domestic violence. Mm. We just had a woman um, come out here from Iowa with her three kids to escape domestic violence. And she lived in her car and then she lived in a shelter mm -hmm. and uh, she just got her first apartment. Um, it could it could be drugs. Mm -hmm. It could be alcohol. It could be any of those. And that's common. But a lot of times it's um, in mental illness. Mm -hmm. You're not mentally ill your first night on the street. A right. lot of them, are. some of them might might be, but it's an acquired mental illness. So you have it's a right to survivorship. So mm -hmm. you develop this mental illness to protect yourself and those around. And loss of a job, mm -hmm. uh, loss of financing, proper you know banking. Mm -hmm. um, there's you mentioned, a you mentioned um, before a, a doctor who you even found to end up on the street. Yeah, he, um, his story is, is quite touching. This is an, an amazing man. He was a doctor and he said, I was the best doctor ever, Dan. I was so good and so in love with his wife. And they had homes and they had rental property. She got ill and they didn't have the proper coverage to take care of her. So he started selling off his property in order to take to care for his wife who was dying. And um, he lost everything. Wow. Everything after she passed away. And he was living on the streets. That's, that's, that's incredible. It's sad. I mean, it's just not, it's just not the hobo, the right. bum. Right. It is people like you and me. Look at the Thomas fire. Mm -hmm. Anyone that doesn't live in their home for whatever reasons, a fire, a flood or whatever is considered homeless. Mm -hmm. And you, you did an interesting thing or periodically in the past, you have actually yourself uh, dressed up like a homeless person to see you know, and, and you're out in the street to see how they're how they're treated. What what made you want to do that? And what what did you find well, out? Well, Because I work with the homeless every day. Mm -hmm. I want to I I can't be an effective personally. This is how I am. I can't be effective in my position unless I know what they have to deal with. So I have dressed up um, as homeless, uh, waited outside big events in the bushes. Mm hmm. I uh, was homeless downtown Ventura, and every single person walked by me, except for these three boys skateboarding. And, you know, everybody walked by and just kind of looked at me, didn't say anything. And then the, the one boy comes up to me and he goes, I have some cans. Would you like some cans? So I tried to tell him at that point that I really wasn't homeless, and I appreciated that. But <laughs> he, he thought I was just crazy. <laughs> right. So I took the cans, and yeah. And then I've done it... Um, I did outside the Ventura Chamber breakfast at Pierpont Inn one time in the bushes. Mm -hmm. And um, my my words for this is, I am not hopeless, I'm homeless. Mm. And that radiates with me. So seeing out there, seeing how people react to you, whether they speak to you, whether they talk to you. I did it also um, in Camarillo in a park one time, just seeing people would. And I just, in order for me to effectively know what they're dealing with right and it's just i had to do it right there's probably a lot of i don't want to say shame but but uh oh, yeah. you know just kind of you know eyes that kind of turn away right people kind of want to ignore the problem ignore 
ignore the homeless person, you know, wish they right. weren't there. Yeah. Know? I had a, um, a woman from, uh, in Camarillo that, that knew me and I was trying, I wouldn't make eye contact with her, you know? And plus, I mean, I literally am homeless. I mean, I look homeless, you know, I've got my right. shopping cart. I got everything. Right. So she kept saying, are you hungry? And I'm like, I, wish, I wouldn't speak. Cause I didn't want her to know my name, you know, recognize who I was. I'm like, mm -mm. right. Jan, is that you, Jan? Is that you? <laughs> so, um, but she went and got me food and brought it out to me. I was like, Oh, mm -hmm. And then but, she, still, uh, but you were still incognito at that point. Oh, totally the whole time. But she just, she felt it was important that I get some food. Right. And so she went and got food. So it's probably one person out of. One out of a hundred. One out of a hundred. That's helpful. Yeah, yeah exactly. 99% yeah. just kind of ignore, ignore. Ignore, you know, and it's not that they ignore because they're being rude. People don't know how to act. Right. You know, and unfortunately, some homeless are agitated and aggressive. Right. You know, and it's it's just, it's sad. But we even have uh, one homeless, well, we have a lot of homeless, obviously, here. But um, I always try to keep an eye on where they're at. You know, in the event something's going on, I, I know who's there and what they need. And and I was looking for one homeless one, one time. He hadn't been in the pantry, so I asked another homeless person. I said, hey. Um, do you know where Jesse's at? And he said, no. I, I said, I go, I haven't been able to find him. You know, I know he's down by the, in the Harbor area sleeping. Mm -hmm. He goes, well, you know where I'm at? I moved too. I'm the fifth tree up. <laughs> the fifth tree up in the Harbor area or whatever. So, so he said that out. whenever I needed him for anything, that's where he was at. And that makes me feel good. Cause they know I honestly care. Mm -hmm. That's it. You know, and everybody that works here cares. You know, their you know their names. We know their names. And the key here is that a lot of people, when they see homeless, mm -hmm. they don't they don't look in their eyes. They look away. Right. So when I meet them, I look in their eyes and I tell them what my name is. So in the event that you're out shopping at Vaughn's mm -hmm. and you're homeless and you see me, I want you to know my name. I want you to say, hey, Jan. Because I'm the type of person that runs up and hugs you and everybody looks at me all weird because I got somebody with a sleeping bag and and I hug them, you know, yeah. sometimes that's all they need for the day. Now, did you develop this um, caring for the homeless at a, at a young age? I mean, when did you when did you develop this passion? Well, you know, we when I was growing up, we really didn't I didn't know much about homeless. Um, my grandfather owned. Um, he owned a business in, which is now Montecito at the time. I don't think it was called Montecito. And he would always get, um, he would make food for the homeless. And they weren't homeless at that time, they were hobos. Mm -hmm. And he, um, one of the hobos uh, whittled him a picture of Santa Barbara and a piece of wood mm -hmm. and gave it to him and thanked him for that. Mm -hmm. But I mean, yeah, I was a hobo for Halloween many times. That's about all my extent was. And then one, one Christmas, I remember some man outside of Ralph's saying, I'm homeless and I'm hungry. And he was dressed okay. Mm -hmm. So I went and got a Christmas dinner for him and brought it out to him. And it just kind of snowballed from that. Mm -hmm. You know, and my poor son, he gets drug into these things, you know, from a young age. Right. It's just, I'm, I'm very careful. Mm -hmm. I don't, you know, go up to every single person I see. Sure. 
but I have a, a good sense of who's going to hurt me and who's not. And right. you know, I've brought uh, breakfast burritos down to um, that down to the river bottom, brought breakfast burritos down there for them and just just stuff to make them feel like they matter. Sure. And how how much has this problem grown? Do you know statistics for California? And oh, it has, it has absolutely snowballed. Mm -hmm. They're saying right now, I mean, this is 2023, we had um, a little over 2,200 homeless in Ventura County. Wow. And um, I think it's much more than that. Mm, when you're out doing the homeless count, you're missing some people. Right. You know, you're missing some people. Maybe, you know, they're they're in, in a abandoned building or, you know, you're in the river bottom and you're trying to catch all of them. Some of them aren't there. So I think the statistics are much higher than that. Mm -hmm. And it has gotten worse through COVID. People lost their jobs. Right. You know, and here's the, the key here is that when you're in Ventura County and you get arrested, mm -hmm. you go to Ventura County Jail. Mm -hmm. You're released from Ventura County Jail and you're in Ventura. It's a beautiful place to be if you're going to be homeless. Yeah. Oh, no. So if, it's, if you were arrested in a different city and you were taken it's, to Ventura. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. You're released in Ventura, but you don't have any way to get back to where your no. belongings are. No, you don't. And it's a perfect area. Same thing as if you are admitted into the hospital. You go to Ventura County Medical Center and you're released. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and um, it's, it's, a tough, it's a tough world out there. Mm-hmm. And the only solution is, is you know, fixing the mental health crisis and providing that money. is the number one issue right now, uh, fixing the mental health crisis. And and people won't go into into a, a a home, you know, a winter shelter or anything if they have dogs or kids. Mm. So um, they're out on the streets and these type of elements like we're having today, and it's difficult. It's difficult for them. Right. And we need to fix the mental health and we need to have some type of shelters where the entire families can go. Mm -hmm. And, and you, might a, you might have a family that lives in somebody else's garage. I mean, that's not. Yes. And they're basically homeless. Move over your head, but you're still homeless. Yeah. Right. Exactly. You, know. you don't have anything that's yours. Right. It's tough. How can folks help Project Understanding, Jen? Well, you know, you always can come here and volunteer. Mm. Anytime, Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays from nine to one is when we actually hand out the food. Mm -hmm. We have tutoring sites that need teachers. And um, those are the sort of things, right, that you can help in giving back. You can also give back by making donations sure. um, on, on our website, www.projectunderstanding.org. And you can help us that way because we, um, we're, like all nonprofits right now are, are struggling. We're not having the donations that are coming in due to COVID, due to whatever, or they're not coming in like they used to. Mm -hmm. And so those sort of things can help. We're also, what we're doing right now is we're putting together a golf tournament. It'll be May 6th and 100% of those proceeds go to Project Understanding. Nice. We can continue to feed, we can continue to house, we can continue to educate. We, um, we will help the homeless or help anybody that's looking to maybe build up their resume more mm -hmm. will help them look for jobs oh, wow. we'll help them find housing 
if you're on um, some type of list, we'll get you going on that. We'll help you with all of those things as well. So it's not just, here's your food, bye-bye, you're homeless, bye-bye. No, we're going to help you. We're going to hold your hand through the whole thing if you want it. So you must have some some good success stories too about folks that you've helped that were homeless that you know you helped them find a job and uh, we have no some, longer homeless. Yeah, exactly. We we had one guy that came in here and and um, him and his wife were both not working. They were homeless, and the key with that is that when you go fill out an application to get a job, mm-hmm. you're homeless. What's your address? Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't have the Obama phones. So what we will do is we'll have you put our address as the address for, for the job. So both the couple were able to get a job at Taco Bell, which okay. is pretty cool. Yeah. And it was a foot in the door and they got it in the door. You know, we got them some clean clothes, got them going on their interviews. We got them haircuts mm-hmm. just to make everything perfect for them. And so they were able to get a job there and it was just what they needed to get off of the streets. Nice. And it gives them some, I mean, the job gives somebody dignity as well. Oh, absolutely. It certainly does. And, and um, they were pretty darn proud of it. Pretty Wonderful. Darn. We've also reunited um, families with their children. A lot of times the children have been taken away. So we've been a part of reuniting the, the parents with the children. We've also reunited a lot of family members with the homeless. So we've got them buses. Be pretty special when they mm-hmm. get to see their child for the first time in many months or years or. Right, right. It's the best. Mm-hmm. It truly is the best. We'll work with anybody. We don't care um, what your background is. The only thing we don't want is we don't um, accept um, child abuse um, or someone that possibly has murdered somebody. That, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> But, you know, a lot of times they have to work off hours for community service. So we'll help them work off those hours in the pantry or in the tutoring sites. So we do a lot more than feed and house. It's a whole, it snowballs. Mm-hmm. It would be nice if it was just one thing. Right, right. Well, you've got, you've got a, lot, a lot of different pieces going on. Yeah, different avenues as well. Yeah, perfect. Well, Jan, thank you so much for being our guest and thank spreading you, the word. On. And of course, we'll share this and throw it out there in the universe and uh you know see what see what folks say but but thank you so much for for your expertise and all thank that you, you do. Paul. all righty thank you so much all bye-bye right. we'll talk later. okay bye-bye